Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Podcast. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show Podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. Aaron, thanks again for joining us. No problem. Aaron and Carmen joining us as well. How's hey. it going? Good. How are you? Good to have you back. <laughs> uh, I believe we're going to have LJ joining us here in a little bit as well. He may jump in halfway through the podcast. We'll see. What's up with that? It is episode number 77, Friday, September 13th. And a congrats again going out to Kevin in San Francisco. He was the winner last month. He won Berlin's new album, Transcendence. You can win Flaming Lips' new album, King's Mouth, Woodstock 50th Anniversary 2-CD set, or the Doobie Brothers live CD-DVD combo, or Long Strange Trip, Untold untold Story of the Grateful Dead Blu-ray. Your choice, just text the word PODCAST to 68683. And you're entered for this month's giveaway. We're going to be drawing that at the end of September. Uh, all right, so this episode's highlights include uh, rest in peace singer songwriter uh, singer songwriter Daniel Johnston uh, passed away September 11th this week at the age of 58. Concert recap: uh, I'll let you guys know about a couple funny stories from the shows uh, this week at Iron Maiden uh, in Sacramento and the original Misfits in Oakland this uh, past Wednesday. Tool getting the number one spot on the Billboard 200 chart this week. Aftershock Festival announcing set times. Green Day and Weezer announcing new albums and a co-tour. David Lee Roth's Las Vegas residency slash shoots down those rumors we were talking about last week of Guns N' Roses on the Terminator soundtrack. New Muse box set. Aerosmith adding more Las Vegas dates. Ozzy and Post Malone talk their recent collaboration. Also movie TV entertainment news on this day in music history trivia. Conspiracy Corner, Weekly What the Fuck and More. And man, this is one of those weeks of the years, uh, uh, guys, where it's an unusually large amount of releases this week. It's like a ton of stuff coming out. Sometimes there's weeks where we only have maybe five or six releases, ten at the most. This week we're seeing almost uh, close to 20 releases. Uh, We got new stuff out this week from Alex G, Alex Cameron, Blacktop Mojo, Charlie XCX Chastity, Chelsea Wolf, Cold Devandra Banhart. The Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls have a new album out. <laughs> I saw them. Uh, they performed on Good Morning America. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Was it a new song? Yeah, yeah they did a new song and then oh, some okay. of their old stuff. What'd you think of it? Did you I hear did, any of it? I was like, <laughs> I had no idea they were still around, so it kind of threw me. <laughs> hey, there he is. LJ showing up. All right, all right. Uh, all right, so yeah, we were talking about. Can't. Goo Goo Dolls, they got a new album coming out, Miracle Pill. Um, it's probably their first new album in, fuck, like I would say 20 years, over 20 years, but I don't know that for sure. I haven't seen anything from them in quite some time. But uh, I was saying this week, LJ, is a very unusual week for releases. A lot of shit coming out this week. Uh, this is uh, all the new albums coming out today. Gruff Rise, James Levy. Corn. Jenny Haval. Corn's got a new <laughs> album. JPEG Mafia. Charlie XCX finally dropping her stuff. Uh, Charlie XCX, Longbeard, Luke Temple, Metronomy, Mike Patton, and Jog Claude Vanier. Oh, the Pixies. That's interesting. Mike Patton from uh, uh, Faith No More. Wow. Pixies, they got their new album, Beneath the. What do you, how do you say that? Irie. Beneath the Irie? Beneath the Irie. Irie. Isn't that Jane, like, how do you say Jane Eyre, or like that book or whatever, yeah, right? it's spelled the... E-Y-R-E. Uh, oh, okay. No I there. Uh, okay. It's almost E-Or. Eyre. Ha ha, Do I see Puddle of Mud? Puddle of Mud has a new album out. Supposedly that dude, Wes Scantling, you remember how he was, like, going on that crazy downward spiral with all that shit? <laughs> like, he got caught at an airport with, like, a weapon. Oh, that's right. He, like, broke yeah. into a house he used to own and said people were, you know, that he was living there and... Oh my god. And he was like going down this downward spiral where well, anyway he got like rehab and help and apparently he's, you know, all sobered up. So he's got a new album out. Uh the fame, the who, Lumineers, Ish. Twin Peaks. Oh, the Lumineers. <laughs> Off the old network uh record label. Is that ill or is it three? I can't tell if that's like I'm gonna go with three. The three like Roman numerals. I'm yeah. Go yeah. Ill isn't really it's the Lumineers like style. I'm going or ill. Something. 
<clears throat> I don't think ill is. It'll the be the Lumineers like hip hop debut. Look at yeah. <laughs> Look at the two last. Ill. Oh, the th- the last two slashes kind of uh, kind of close together. together. Yeah. All right. It's just a mind fact. You're just doing. Uh, that. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Never heard of Twin Peaks. I'm about to find out. That those guys are uh, it's a good show. not bad. Okay. Well, that is a good show, but it's an <laughs> indie group. I don't know about that. Um, all right, so yeah, Rock News concert recap, real quick. Uh, <laughs> fucking crazy sh- uh, story, I gotta tell you. Uh, we went to Iron Maiden on Monday, and yeah, it was a great you're show. Right, it's just three. Oh, what's that? Three. I, I, I. Oh, okay. Lumineers. For Lumineers album. <laughs> all right. Network so, Records. Iron Maiden, we went on Monday with Craig, Scotty, and um, Ace, and we all went up to Sacramento, and the show was great. Uh, Iron Maiden was really good. It's kind of like a uh, greatest hits tour for them. They, sh- they and they have these crazy set pieces. The first set piece was this huge fucking plane. Uh, it's like a fake uh, bomber plane uh, that came in and like flew over the stage oh, wow. and like right up by the front row. It's kind of cool. Okay. And uh, anyway, so the show was great. Everything was good. Iron Maiden. If you're an Iron Maiden fan, you gotta definitely check this show out. Uh, but as we were leaving, so Scotty was our driver and. He probably, you know, had a uh, little more than he should to drink. and As a driver or as just in general? As a, well, probably <laughs> both, right? I mean, just honestly. Uh, so we left and we drove, must have been to Turlock from Sacramento. And he had the back f- uh, fucking door open of his car. He has like a Honda Pilot, like oh, an SUV. No. And the trunk lid door was open that entire time, and we were wow. traveling down the barreling down. You guys the must have been wasted like, too. Not yeah. That. Well, I thought he had what I thought it was was the window was down. You know how some SUVs like have that back window can like roll down yeah. or it yeah. can open or. Yeah. Sure. I didn't think the whole fucking door was open. Oh my god! And so yeah, we and I was like, dude, Scotty. I think the fucking window is open back here, and he's like, "What do you mean?" And Did I'm you have like, anything back there? No, none of us. I don't know. I don't think anything came out, or none of us had anything oh. back there. And that's why I was, was like, "Why in the was back it open?" Seat? Are you in the back seat? No, I was in the <laughs> regular seat. It was like there was another that's row weird. of back seat that no one was sitting. Oh, uh, I got you. You yeah, know what I mean? So it was three rows. So we didn't really notice, yeah, because it was a whole other row. If it would have been right behind noise. me, yeah. yeah, we would have known. Long. But we had the music going and everything. You guys, your ears are blown out. the shit. So we got fucking lucky on that. Yeah, you're lucky a trooper didn't see you guys. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. Someone should have called you guys in. These guys are definitely wasted. Coming from the maiden show. Uh, <laughs> Just need so. a little air, man. <laughs> Station uh, wagon would have been better. That so there was that on Iron Maiden. Then on Wednesday, there wasn't really anything totally eventful, but it was a really cool show. The original Misfits. It was cool seeing Glenn Danzig and right. Jerry Only with the band. Uh, for the first time in over 30 years that no one thought it was going to happen again right, because right. of all the legal shit. So that was cool. Rancid opened open up for him uh, with the the Damned and the Cro-Mags, and it was a, it was a fun show. And so it was a good, good time this week. Yeah, uh, Cro-Mags and, are solid. Back-to-back uh, back almost. It was on a Monday and a Wednesday, but uh, that was good stuff. All right, so bad stuff, though, real quick. Let's get this out of the R. way. R. It was yeah. very sad. Uh, Daniel Johnston passed it away at uh, 58 years old. He was admired by Kurt Cobain, Tom Waits, earned comparisons to William Blake. He struggled with mental health issues. Real quick, if you guys haven't ever seen the documentary, I want to recommend it. It was called, um, it is called, Daniel, uh, The Devil and Daniel Johnston, and it's on Netflix. Oh. And it's a fucking great documentary that was made maybe like, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, around the time he was, uh, he was living with his parents at this age and he was like unable to take care of himself. Like he was in that bad of shape, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but he was like a really, really, uh, good singer songwriter. He was a visual artist. He had these childlike, like haunted songs, brought him acclaim as one of America's most gifted outsider voices. He was found dead Wednesday morning on September 11th in his home outside of Houston, Texas. His brother and manager, Dick, said in an interview that Mr. Johnson probably died overnight. He did not specify, but he said that he was released from a hospital on Tuesday after being treated for kidney issues. He was saying he was still productive, writing songs and drawing, and was just annoyed by his health more than anything. It was just one thing after another. So that's pretty unfortunate. Here's the photo that I was talking about uh, that became kind of famous. Kurt Cobain had this shirt that had this weird uh, frog alien type thing, and it said, Hi, how are you, on the top. 
and that was uh, one of the um, tapes that Daniel yeah. Johnston wrote and right. produced, and Kurt Cobain kind of um, gave him a little, you know, push there, made him famous in a short amount of time. Uh, he he was actually featured on MTV in '85, yeah. way back, and then three years later came to New York. He played with Sonic Youth and some other dudes. Actually, had a problem with him on stage, and uh, just kind of became a recluse. And anyway, so it, he he you know had an album and it totally flopped in '94. The label dropped him, um, and then he uh, just kind of started having more and more mental problems. But uh, he was a really gifted. Um, singer-songwriter guy and if you watch the documentary it kind of gives you a new appreciation i didn't know who he was really before it before i saw the documentary i knew just vaguely you know little things but the documentary really uh does yeah. a good job of it goes showing. into a lot about who he is as a person and why he kind of writes those the way he why he write, writes the way he does yeah like being a kind of a childish brain still and uh you know just carrying on from his childhood all the the kind of mishaps that happened to him that kind of brought him to that point. It's and he was he was really into the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson, and so like a lot of that kind of came through. Brian Wilson was also also considered that kind of way as well, like kind of a mentally unstable kind of genius guy. Yeah. He would come up with these crazy compositions and crazy songs that the rest of the guys would be like, "Where the fuck does this even come from?" You know, they're just doing simple like doo wop stuff, and right. Brian Wilson's like writing these, you know, all that crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, Good vibrations, you know, yeah. that was one of their most, that was Brian Wilson's. Just experimenting and exploring, just people have those kind of brains to go out and do that kind of stuff. So rest in peace, you know, Daniel Johnston, man, he was a good guy, um, and he's just kind of troubled. So check it out, The Devil and Daniel Johnston on Netflix. Uh, great, great uh, documentary. So more news this week. Tool's number uh, new album is number one. Beat out Taylor Swift uh, this week. Nice. For the number one spot on the Billboard 200 album chart, <laughs> good thing for rock in general, just to have a, a good rock release <laughs> up at the top, yeah. uh, selling about 270 thousand copies in its first week. Uh, so pretty impressive. I mean, it's their first, um, you know, uh, tour or uh, release in 13 years. They have not like they didn't do the thing where it's the concert ticket sale album redemption thing where like Taylor Swift and a lot of these artists are doing now where when you buy a ticket to their show, you get a free copy of the album, right? Yeah. You're like, okay, whatever, but that counts as an album sale. Mm -hmm. So every ticket they sell, it's a guaranteed album sale on top of whatever they're selling, which basically doubles Mm -hmm. whatever you're doing. Tool doesn't do anything like that. Um, People have been trying to change the rules. Same way with Jay-Z when he... uh, if you bought that new Sprint phone, you'd, yeah. you'd get the, uh, you'd get a, a title, a, copy, a year a copy, or something, yeah, a title or a copy of a his year, album. something like that. There's no rules with streaming, so everybody's no, trying and to make so a that's the thing. It's like it's almost it's kind of a ripoff. I mean, it's kind of bullshit because it's like they just package that album in, uh, you know, and they get the credit for it with a pair uh, with a ticket sale, and mm-hmm. it's not genuine. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not like if uh, mom buys a ticket for her daughter to go see Taylor Swift, chances are they probably already have the album. She probably ordered it, and now she's paying tickets, and it's almost like they're buying it twice. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it devalues the actual album itself, you know? Yeah. It's it's not. It's just a throwaway at that point. It's just a, a kind That's of That's almost like a free copy. Oh, yeah, here you go. This is for free after right. you bought your ticket. And it's almost like, no, you should – it's the other way around. You should buy the album first, appreciate it, and then want to go see it live. Yeah. You know? It, yeah. it, just, it just devalues the whole, the whole actually putting it together an album. There's not a lot of rock that comes out, you know. People have been waiting for a Tool album for a long time, yeah. and yeah, you know, pop pop scene is totally saturated. So there's yeah. very s- true so much pop. Tool out definitely there. had a good so they, timing yeah, with that. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the best album, I rock they, album of the year. Yeah, shout, yeah. shout out Taylor Swift. And there's nothing wrong with Besides number two. <laughs> no, yeah. of course. And She's she was number. You know, she was right number there. one the previous <laughs> week. She was number one the previous oh, yeah. week for guess how many <laughs> copies? It was like eight hundred and eighty thousand. Oh wow! For number one the previous week, so she was just knocked off that spot by Tool in the second week. They should week. start putting singles in like cereal boxes, like they used to. <laughs> <laughs> Practically, exactly. Right? That's exactly what it, what it turns into. Like yeah. you can put an MP3 in a cereal box. That's yeah, easy. you totally could. You could a little download, download card. Yeah. Cracker yeah. Jack. Pro- they probably still already buy Cracker do. Jacks. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. They're still out there. They got oh, yeah. like new packaging and shit. All virtual <laughs> yeah. prizes now. Uh, real quick, I'm not gonna one digital download. <laughs> I'm not gonna announce all the set times for you guys. You can check it out for yourselves at AfterShockFestival.com. But Sacramento's AfterShock has announced the set times for all the festivals 
uh, set times coming up this year, um, and it's going to be pretty cool. They're uh, showing everything here. What I liked about it was there's no conflicts. You can basically see all the bands you want to see without having to. It's not like one band's playing the exact same time as another band. There's usually a 30 or 45 minute buffer between all of the bands here that you can go back and forth and check out everything. Uh, Where, so. Where's this festival? Sacramento. Oh, cool. uh, Aftershock with Slipknot uh, headlining one of the nights as well as uh, Blink-182, Rob oh. Zombie, uh, Tool is out there, Korn, Chevelle, uh, lots of bands. Uh, so check it out, aftershockfestival.com. Hopefully we're going to be uh, doing some media out there again this year and getting some interviews and different things. So uh, we'll have an episode for you guys after that. It's cool to see horrors on that. Uh, that yeah, lineup. I love that band. There's a lot of really good bands on the under undercard and uh, on the on the bill. So check it out. Uh, last week we were talking about Guns N' Roses doing a song in the new Terminator movie. Oh, remember, you guys remember in Terminator Two, Guns N' Roses released "You Could Be Mine," which was their first single in a while and it was the lead single off of the terminator 2 soundtrack and so now that this new guns um or excuse me this new terminator movie is coming out people were speculating that slash and axel were going to be doing something with guns and roses for it there was a rumor that slash and axel were invited to um a screening of the movie to give them ideas and seeing if they wanted to uh, do that. And he said recently on Eddie Trunk's podcast, he's like, quote, there's nothing in the Terminator movie. These rumors, they take off, they get a life of their own, and you can't reel them in. They just get sort of tossed around in the wind. But anyway, yeah, so there's nothing there in that. So basically he just said, I don't he doesn't elaborate on how that got started or if he was actually maybe involved in some way, but they are working on new music. He said, uh, quote, Obviously, everybody knows that we're working on new material, which is really exciting, so that's really primarily what the focus is. So, Guns N' Roses is still writing new music, just not for the movie. So, Oh, hey, Charles. What's up? Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, Slugger. You look down. What's wrong? I don't know, Chris. Things just haven't been going well for me. My energy seems low. I can't focus at the office. I have trouble feeling powerful like I used to. My arms seem a little saggy. Yesterday, I stared at a bridge for six hours from the roof of a stranger's car. When they asked me to get down, I screamed the name Bette Midler at them several times. I just feel lousy. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong, champ. You do? Yeah. You're not getting enough fortification to those bones with the nutritional content in crow's milk. Huh? That's right, crow's milk. Here, try some. Okay. Mmm, thick. Sure it is. Crow's milk blends the perfect amount of nutrient-fortified crow's eggs with dairy-based products we all enjoy. It's like a drink in a way, but in a way, it's not like a drink at all. Right. And the patented flavor and energy crystals resting deep inside that bottle of cool, refreshing crow's milk gives you the fight you need to pump those muscles up like a crow. Energy crystals like sugar? Sure. And remember, crow's milk is specifically designed to give you a unique charge of protein with amino acids that do something like science for you. Yeah, I can feel the charge right now. It really gives you an I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Well, okay. So, Charles, how do you feel now? I mean, I mean like, 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 deep, deep down? down? Really reach in there, you know, think about it. Like guar lyrics, Chris. Yeah, good. Now go get them, slugger. And remember, crow's milk can be used as shampoo as well to help replenish those nasty hair follicles. Huh? Crow's milk, available upon request in most countries. Buy it today. Well, there you go. Speaking of new stuff, uh, but new but old. This is Muse's debut album that came out 20 years ago. Uh, Showbiz, and it's coming out with a new box set. That's uh, their first two albums along with their early EPs, demos, live recordings, B-sides from the era. It's a 9-CD-4 LP set titled Origin of Muse, coming out December 6th. So for the Muse fan in your life, there you go. That's a Christmas present. That's probably pretty expensive, though. A bunch of shit on there. Um, David Lee Roth, 
going to be announcing, well, he is announcing that he's doing a Las Vegas residency for oh, the first wow. time in 25 years. Oh, man. That is the cushy job, for, you know? That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, when you hit that Las Vegas residency point in your career, it's mm-hmm. like, that's pretty fucking cool, right? You got a yeah. steady income. You got a income. nice, <laughs> you know, nice steady income over that period <clears throat> that you're going to cash in. You get to stay in Vegas for the whole time in some baller suite. And you are doing big shows. And you're doing yeah. big shows, shows sold out shows yeah. to people fucking important people. Yeah. And people, you know, that want to have a good time. Yeah, your, your name's on the billboard as soon as people pull into town. It's, it's you know. It's at the House of Blues. And it's That's a 2,500 cool. seat venue, so it's kind of intimate. So it's kind of cool if you wanted to see him. This would be like one of the spots to see. Right. Uh, so it's all through January. And then coming through, well, only three dates in January, excuse me. And then... A six-run show in March, so that's coming up next uh, next year. And he says, "quote <laughs> A weekend with me is interactive, way beyond just music. It starts with the best food on earth. The fellows smoke their three cigarettes for the year, and we all stay up way past our bedtime." And <laughs> <laughs> quote, he's such a fucking goofball, man. That guy is like on another planet, dude. If you ever see like David Lee Roth giving an interview and shit, he's just like a fucking character, man. <laughs> He is he's wild. So it says also, this is interesting for uh, fans of the music. It says, quote, it will delight fans with an explosive two, gar, uh, two guitar sound for the first time ever, bringing his long list of mega familiar hits to life that you've only heard on the radio till now. So that basically means, you know, he's always had one guitarist in the band. It's going to have a little bit more than that. Uh, so yeah, it could be interesting, and if you're a fan, I'm sure you guys uh, you know check it out. I love it. It says 236 instantly recognizable songs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of songs, though, yeah, right? Including Crazy. Jump in Panama. But wow. yeah, that's fucking 236. nuts. <laughs> 236 what? tracks. That's. That are know. all his, like that can't be right, right? <laughs> That's crazy. We'll uh, see. What about you guys? I'm gonna say no, thank you. On that. <laughs> I think he just means—he's basically including Van Halen's entire catalog in uh, that, uh-huh. and but. I don't think he'd even really sing half of those songs, to be honest. I don't. I, that's night, crazy. Yeah. I don't know if he's really gonna do. <laughs> that's interesting. Set. Yeah, changing okay. set every single night. That'll be at least give the people that are seeing that would be impressive i will say if he did like 30 different songs every single night for all those nights i mean shit you have to do a few of the same ones each night because you know people would be mad if they didn't hear yeah Yeah. Yeah. but you gotta change it up for the musicians in the band they want to play some different stuff too yeah that's true and and it's just one of those vegas things where people want to hear the hits and stuff it's not like a you know a rare show or something they want to hear the hits so we'll see and speaking yeah. of vegas residency uh, aerosmith announcing more mm-hmm. they're in the middle of a vegas residency right now and they're adding more onto it coming out uh they're at the mgm and they're going to be adding dates in january february may and june of next year it's called the deuces are wild vegas stand Woo. yeah it's supposedly um Hardcore. their last tour uh it's kind of aerosmith's farewell tour so he was one of our uh, customers at John Kelly Chocolates. Yeah, we tell that there. little story real quick because that's pretty cool. I mean, that's yeah, he, he something just came that in you, you know, yeah. with his girlfriend for some chocolate. We gave him a tour of the little mini chocolate factory. So he just came in out of the blue, like it wasn't. Well, yeah, it's pre- like a little a fancy setup, chocolate like, shop in West Hollywood, uh, right off Sunset. So right, you know, they may have been having lunch next door or something at Chibos. <laughs> And then shout out Chivos. Yeah, Chivos is hella good. <laughs> and um, they came over and got some chocolate. And we gave him a little tour, and we took a picture with him. It was cute. He's his lips touched my face. He kissed oh, me. Oh wow, it was nice. That's pretty awesome. He's very sweet. He Didn't very he say kind. something to you? Well, like I, we all were wearing, you know, like hair nets. I had a bandana on because I don't wouldn't wear the hair net, but we could wear a bandana, like uh-huh. handkerchief kind of over your hair. So he took the handkerchief out and like did my like fluffed up my hair and then we all, oh, we all wow. took a picture together. It was, it was cute. <laughs> he had his nails done. It was very nice. Oh, that's great. How was his hair? Just he looked like an old like a little old lady kind of you know. <laughs> Dude, he was really I mean very very nice guy and very handsome but like very small and and had long flowing hair and nice yeah. painted nails and. He used to look like he was like six foot five. Now he doesn't. Um, yeah, he's, he's more of like a five foot eight dude. Yeah, he's really nice. <laughs> I think that happens when you wow. get older. Yeah, for sure. Look at this cover. All right, so yeah, look at this artwork. <laughs> this <is a> double <laughs> unicorn, centaur, Pegasus, <laughs> breathing. 
Rainbow Flame <laughs> with the guitar. Playing it with the seven string guitar with the, the whammy Hella, bar. Hella Mega Tour. That's, that sounds great. And motorcycles jump in the background with helicopters. Dude, I don't understand how this on. is like presented by Harley Davidson motorcycles, but this is a new tour. It's called the Hella Mega Tour with Green Day, Fallout, Weezer in 2020. They're all coinciding Amazing. with new albums that are coming out. They're all releasing new albums. And they're doing this tour next year. They said they wanted it to be like their own Monsters of Rock kind of. It was like their own throwback to the Monsters of Rock tour. And uh, so they all are going to be going on this tour with the Interrupters opening up every night. Um, starting in Seattle, going through the West Coast, uh, California, Colorado, Texas, Florida, Georgia, pretty much everywhere um, in, in the U.S., all the major states. Um, check it out. So there you go uh, if you guys are interested in that. <laughs> Uh, coming out next year. Uh, this was interesting. Check this out. Kurt Cobain's daughter, uh, Frances Bean Cobain, is doing her own clothing collection. And it's being launched, apparently, this week. Uh, it's the singer's artwork and personal journal entries curated by his daughter. Like, it's inspired by that stuff, I guess. It's called the Kurt Was Here Collection, featuring T-shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies adorned with Cobain's sketches, paintings, and handwritten notes. So this is all stuff that apparently Kurt had, and she's yeah. transferring it to the shirts and the artwork. That's cool. It features more than 50 pieces in total, available in unisex sizing, blah, blah, blah. Some of the t-shirts are priced as high as 113 bucks. So, fuck. Thanks. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's Get pretty that crazy. Uh, so... Yeah. She it's looks a, like her mom, like a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's a crazy yeah. combination. She looks like a crazy combination of both of them, man. It's mm. amazing. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So it's all you know the business arm of Cobain's estate. It's called the End of Music LLC. It's being licensed through them. So and Live Nation. So it launched on Monday at Marnie's UK department and KurtCobainShop.com. So there you go. Uh, Rob Zombie's new album apparently is very heavy and Rob Zombie's guitarist John Five said in a new interview that he's saying it's very heavy it's just a heavy Rob Zombie record with great hooks it's very musical hard hitting Rob Zombie record I think people are going to really dig it I'm a zombie fan of course if I listen some shit like that yeah so that sounds you know promising so I hope he's right about that it's kind of like Tool coming back huh we'll see uh, and Three from Hell, of course, coming out uh, next week, September 16th, 17th, 18th, with special events. Each night has, like, the first night has, like, a poster. The second night has something, and you, you can get some stuff if, you, uh, if you're the first 10 or 15 people in line. So check that out. Uh, have you guys heard the new Post Malone track with Ozzy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Carmen, have you heard mm, it? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's off the new yeah. album that just came out, and it's called Take What You Want, mm-hmm. and it's also featuring Travis Scott. And apparently the story behind it was Post Malone says he was in, quote, I was in Utah. I just got off the tour. So Ozzy went over to Andy Watt's house, which is the producer and guitarist, and he said, hey, Ozzy's coming down. We're going to cut the track. And I'll FaceTime you, I'll let you know what's going on. So we talked, and it was like a big fucking deal. Ozzy, man. Ozzy Osbourne. I think he crushed it. He was talking to Watt, and Watt was telling me, he said, this is my favorite thing I've done since, you know, Sabbath, since I started on my own way, end quote. So apparently what they were saying was Ozzy was basically like, this is some of the best stuff I've done since my solo stuff, right? Mm-hmm. When he, Ozzy started doing a bunch of solo stuff. And started being different, doing a little stuff that Sabbath fans were like, you know, maybe not exactly 100% behind. So to me, it sounds like, you know, he was kind of feeling that again, that he was like, you know, doing something a little different, but something he was kind of feeling and passionate about. And uh, I think it came through. It's one of my favorite tracks. It makes for a good track if you actually care about it. Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's worth checking out. I mean, the metal fans are definitely going to hate it. The old Heshers are not going to fucking appreciate it, but... Uh, you know, I thought it was pretty good, and That's it's good to see Ozzy doing it, and he sounds great. Yeah. After, I gotta say, too, like, after all that I know, medical I was, shit, I didn't I being in the hospital and everything, he sounds fucking great. Sounds like he didn't skip a beat. Yeah, so, I didn't. Props I to him I was wondering for that. when I heard it, if it was, if he was in the studio doing 
those lyrics or if it was something they pulled out of the woodwork, you know, some old recording or That's something. That's what I thought, like. too. So when I, was, I first heard it, I thought so, it was an old sample, but no, yeah. it's something new that they did, and it sounds it sounds top-notch. So. Yeah. Shout out to the engineers who yeah. mixed that. And apparently, uh, I don't know if you guys know this about Post Malone, but he was actually in a metalcore band called Ashley's Arrival back in his high school days, and he actually <laughs> auditioned to be the guitarist for a metalcore act to crown the Empire in 2010, but uh, apparently he broke a string during the audition and didn't get the gig. So brutal. Yeah. So he's a rocker guy. He's even, you know, you've seen him on stage when he was performing with, I think, the Chili Peppers and oh, Aerosmith. Yeah. Yeah. Walk okay. This Way and okay, shit. Yeah, he, that was, he, or that was Dream cool. On. No, it was Dream On, right? That was cool when he was, I don't know which something. I don't, I don't one of those track it was, tracks and he played the guitar a little bit. It was a good set when they came out. Yeah. So, all right. Let's move on, guys, on this day in music history trivia oh, in 1969. All right. On this day, September uh, 13th at the Toronto Rock and Roll Revival Festival. It supposedly was the first ever massive crowd to hold up their lighters in unison (laughs) at a rock show. Host Kim Fowley unknowingly starts a rock tradition when he asks the crowd to hold up lighters for what artists performing together on stage. Was it A, Eric Clapton and John Lennon, B, Jimi Hendrix and Buddy Guy, or C, Neil Young and Van Morrison? Okay, 69? 69, June, or excuse me, September 13th, uh, 1969, Toronto Rock and Roll Vibe Fest. First, supposedly wow. the first, like, lighter, let me, you know, the big old crowd, there was a huge crowd out there at this festival. What, do you, like, guys, what do you guys think? I'd like for it to be B, but I'm thinking, I think it's C. Okay, so which one is that? Let our listeners know. Neil Young and Van Morrison. Okay, uh, Carmen, what do you think? I have I don't know I would I'll guess B just to be odd be yeah. odd be the oddball I was just think I was thinking Hendrix. B myself Hendrix and Buddy Guy he was still yeah. alive anyway <laughs> yeah but yeah. they were still all these bands were playing at that time. no I know I'm just saying that was like his you know, oh yeah a yeah, year yeah. later he was dead oh yeah right, <laughs> yeah he's dead he's dead he's dead now. he died yeah, it's yep. all gardening accident mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, let's see who it is. It is John Lennon. Oh, that makes sense. Eric Clapton. We're all wrong. Uh, so was, it was the Plastic Ono Band. What song were they singing? So, okay, well, so apparently they they put together this thing for the show. Fowley gets the word that Lennon is nervous and chain smokes, so I haven't even started <laughs> the show yet, right? Uh-huh. Like, they're about to go on. Oh. And Fowley comes up with the idea as a way to put him at ease. He gills out there and tells the crowd... Everyone get your matches and lighters, please. In a minute, I'm going to bring out John Lennon and Eric Clapton. And when I do, I want you to light them and give them a huge Toronto welcome. When Fowley returns a few minutes later to bring out the band, the crowd is awash in a sea of lights, a spectacular scene when viewed from the stage. The lighter trick at that performance becomes a legendary story and becomes commonplace at rock concerts in the following years. So that's the, the story as it goes. I don't know if it's technically the first, but... It's a nice story, right? Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Now it's just a sea of cell phones. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. Know. <laughs> that's a lot cooler of a story, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, all right, so here's another. Put your cell phones up. <laughs> Turn them on. <laughs> it's so lame. Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind some people say it's even harder to find well there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls cause all I see is it's filtered with baleen real krill bursting out of everything krill Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea. Krill Reserve. Here's another trivia one for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> On this day, September 13th, in 2013 now, after winning a landmark lawsuit, the lead singer for this band regains the copyright to 33 songs he co-wrote for the band after he signed away his original rights. Was it A, Parliament Funkadelic, B, The Village People, or C, Sly and the Family Stone? LJ, we'll start with you. I'm going to go C, Sly and the Family Stone. Okay. 
Perriman, um, what do you think? I don't know, the George Clinton. I don't, I don't know. It's, I don't think it's the village people because... Was there a lead singer? Yeah. There was. It can't be the parliament because that they would all have be fake in the sky. That you can't do that. Which character? I don't remember. The construction no, worker? I think it was the black dude. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. Was he the cop? Yeah, something. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm going, um... Was it P-Funk? I will go with P-Funk. <laughs> Carmen, what did you say? Uh, well, I guess I'll agree with Sly. He just sounds like a, you know, maybe. There sounds might like be. a lead singer for a band. Right. Right. Well, he did have to do a legal battle, but not in this case. It was the Village People. Oh, Village man. People. Yes. Uh, Village People lead singer Victor Willis regains the copyright. Oh, he, he was the cop. Yeah. Um, oh, no. <laughs> well, he's got a badge yeah. on there. Wait, why does the other dude got it? Oh, I think he was a construction worker. That, that guy was a construction worker. No. No. A biker. Oh, that's a biker. Yeah, he's a okay. cop. No, he's a cop. Um, all right, so uh, Victor a, Victor Willis. For a cop. <laughs> he got the copyright to 33 songs <laughs> he co-wrote for the band. Willis is the first songwriter to go public with his case, which deals with a 1978 law that reverts copyrights back to songs, back to their original owners after 35 years. So... He had signed away his uh, rights to his songs. A lot of people did that back in the day. Um, yeah. They got paid for a small amount of money and regretted it later. Like, that was stupid. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, all right. Movie I TV. Saw, I just saw the village people were in the news. Uh, I think it was... Really? Kimmel. I think Kimmel touched on it last night or something. Or found, I can't remember. I watched both those shows. They just turned into one. Um, the Jimmy's. But some uh, cheesy... Some cheesy politicians in some city were like using the song to oh. promote some type of uh, law. Uh, what, YMCA or something? Yeah, they used YMCA but changed it and, and I think oh. that same guy got all pissed off about it and um, yeah. said they didn't consent or didn't didn't get the rights or anything so it was, he was mm. going to, they had to take their shit down off of YouTube and stuff. And well good for him, you know. <laughs> That's just bullshit when they like hijack songs yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, movie, TV, entertainment news. Do you guys see the the new iPhone 11 and the big event on Tuesday? Uh, Apple had its fall product uh, introduction event, debuted all its new stuff, its uh, TV streaming service, excuse me, iPhone 11, and something called Slow Fees. Have you guys heard about that? I saw the They the add vid. slow fees to your bill without you knowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently slow fees is a... Okay, so it says the look of the iPhone, blah, blah, blah. One major change being an additional camera for taking pictures from extra wide angles. It also allows users to take what Apple called slow fees for slow motion selfies. Mm. So, That's what we need more of. Right? <laughs> uh, Apple TV Plus and their TV service will launch at $5 a month. Coming That's out really cheap. November 1st. It'll start with nine original shows and films. More expected to be added each month. Only carry Apple's original programming, and that's it. Oh, so you don't get anything else. It's not going to be like Netflix. So uh, unexpected price of $700, lower than the 750 of the iPhone XR last year. Um, and blah, blah, blah. We don't need to go on all the details of the higher price ones, but that's not bad. That's because they're going to do a big 700. Uh, really. My prediction is a big launch for next year for 2020. Oh, yeah. you're thinking this is yeah. just kind of, okay, yeah, flat, could be. Flat edges. <laughs> we got to get the flat edges back. <laughs> Roll it up, I, like I have to edges. say it. We've since I had this mic in front of me, I have to say that the 4S was the greatest invention known to me. Well, me and Lindsay were talking about this earlier. You know, the iPads have gone back to that square-edged. Yeah. They're yeah. easy to hold, you know? And yeah. Instead of couple, slipping past, around. like, four iPhones or so. Oh, I'm sorry. The 5S, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> I've Shit. These new ones, they're just like a bar of soap. They're so slick, you know? Yeah. They're hard to hold on to. They fall right yeah. out of your pocket. I mean, you pretty much have to have them in a case. Yep. Or in your hand. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of um, uh, the Apple service, Netflix and Disney stocks both dropped as Apple shared that price plan uh, on Tuesday. Yeah. The stocks dropped because Apple TV for four ninety nine is a great deal. And Disney is six ninety nine, and Netflix is eight ninety nine to fifteen ninety nine. But we know what we're, we know what we're getting with Disney, right? Yeah. Sure. If they're yeah. only doing uh, the original Dis- stuff, you know. Yeah, it's the price point, getting? really. It's not. It's the content's one thing, but the price point. It's like, well, you, if that's what 
Apple's offering, you guys need to lower your price. We don't know. We don't know what Apple's gonna. They have their own shit. Yeah, they showed this thing with shows uh, and whatnot. They have originals. Yeah, it says it's called Apple TV Plus. It'll be Apple versions of shows that we know and love. Like, yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw that they showed it at the last uh, reveal. I can't remember what I mean, actresses, have. but there's people there. It's the, like the guy from The Office and Reese Witherspoon and <coughs> a couple other people. Hmm. They're putting all a bunch of shows hmm. together. Yeah, I don't know. And, and they, you know, Apple's always really good at keeping everything really secret it's until they people. they launch it, and then yeah. so. Once I think these things hit, maybe they'll be big hits. You know, who knows? Well, they're taking a gamble by doing that, and we'll just we'll just have to see. They don't want to compete with Netflix and have like a giant library. No, they want to do their own. That. They just want to have a couple. They want to do. The Apple has always been that way. So you and know. Netflix is cluttered too. If you want to like look for something, you have to go. Oh through yeah, a lot it's of very stuff. overwhelming. Exactly what you want? Yeah, it's it is. Um, so there you go. Uh, check this out. HBO. Six Six Flags has a new attraction. Uh, if you want to spend thirty hours in this. a coffin together, yeah, that's just gross. What Would you do this? Okay, so it's with a couple. Six hundred so. bucks and a and a season pass or some shit. Oh, yeah, the last remaining couple will win six hundred dollars <sighs> and two twenty twenty gold season passes to the park and a fright fest package. Yeah, After I'll spending thirty it. hours in a coffin, there would you really even want to come back? <laughs> I mean, that's. And they're all just fueling up on Coke in the picture there. They're, like, <laughs> drinking their soda. Yeah, it's like, like they're, they're, gonna, got, yeah. they're camping they, out in it. they just shit in there? Can they leave? Yeah. Like, where do they go? That's a good point. Yeah. Um, Are there breaks? You know? It says siblings, so. cousins, friends, or lovers will have to Ugh. be confined in the coffins from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. <laughs> over the course of two days. Um, no, that's, like, just... It doesn't say they. Do you really want those people in your park all season long? Like here, let's get these <laughs> like I- extremists. <laughs> the rules include no smartphones, watches, earbuds, and headphones, except during designated bathroom and meal breaks. Okay, so you well. do get that. Mm. If anyone breaks the rules, they'll be <clears throat> disqualified. So you get a designated meal and bathroom break. I could do that. Yeah, that's not that hard. I mean, it's like, but hours. it's not. It's also not if you're, worth like, really it. Really tired, you know? Just get really tired. Go in there and oh. sleep. I'll be back. I made a bunch of tri tip sandwiches, but oh, I don't babe. have onions on it for you. But. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Put them on the table. Okay. <laughs> Dahlia's got some s- sandwiches for us. Got oh, some sandwiches. sandwiches. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but that's it's six hundred bucks. It's wow. like who gives a Sandwiches. Shit? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> for for two people to split. Yeah, I don't mean that's not worth it. Like unless you really have nothing else to do yeah. and you just want to like sleep. I could. Yeah, see it's just kind of a. T- it's it's just a fucking publicity stunt. It's just <laughs> silly. Um. Anyway, Animal Planet. I thought this was cool. They're gonna have a new show. It's a live pet adoption series, mm. and it's called Give a Dog a Home Live. Like QVC for dogs. On Tuesdays. Oh, oh shit! It's like QVC <laughs> for dogs. <laughs> it will air live from noon to one on Tuesdays and Thursdays from Animal Planet. Audience, audiences will visit centers and shelters. Hour, you can get this little guy. Yeah. He um, smells like. Have you ever seen the thing they do on, like, Colbert where they have, like, celebrities <laughs> and the dogs? It's Different like shelter sense. dogs. And oh, the yeah. celebrities come out and they say, this is Bruno. He's actually a, a ninja assassin. And, you know, mm. they, like, create these elaborate stories about That's these dogs. Cute. They'll be like, he's actually Jon Snow's dire wolf. And it's the last one remaining <laughs> from the the winter or something, you know. He's just and, got a wolf costume yeah. on in the, seer, in the, in the And show. all the dogs get do- um, adopted, though, like right away. Like every night that they do that, they always get adopted from the shelter. So Can Harrington touch this dog? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because, yeah, it'll be like some celebrity and they touch the dog. Anyway, so I think it's good to do that. I think it's great when they adopt them from shelters and stuff. So anything more to that, you know, is uh, yeah. a good cause. A lot of good dogs need homes. Very true. Uh, world news: uh, Dorian heading out to the North Atlantic now. That shit's crazy, man. It's just continuing. Dorian, up and up and up. Now crazy. it's by like Halifax and Nova Scotia. So, man, it's a Category Three still. Um, it's just keeping keeping on going. So, be safe up there in the Northeast. And here's something interesting though. Uh, Virginia University is offering free tuition to Hurricane Dorian victims from the Bahamas. Hampton University in Virginia is offering students from the Bahamas uh, a tuition-free s- semester uh, that's a $20,000 venue or a to- $20,000 value. That's uh, dope. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, it's the least they could do, but I think that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. 
give them some hope and you know um you know some education and stuff but people in bahamas you know it's i'm sure a lot of them could use that uh i mean when you're in the middle of your education it's have a setback and now that a lot of those people are probably thinking about leaving right and they want to like get a skill at a college and like try and go and get a job somewhere so to give them that opportunity get on you know do something like that it's pretty cool uh all right toyota check this out testing a solar powered prius with solar power uh solar panels developed for satellites which is a project led by a toyota motor corp in tokyo um it's a government funded demonstration project they fitted solar panels designated uh, on the hood roof and rear uh excuse me rear window and spoiler to see how much juice the sun can generate so it goes right into the battery and they say on a good day it can charge for about 35 miles of travel more than the 47 uh, kilometers driven a day by the average American, according to the study by the AAA Foundation. So that's still a problem, though. They're saying that the performance drops quickly if it's cloudy or even if it's too hot. And if used in a real world driving in those conditions, it would have to be plugged in to recharge. So they're trying to eliminate the plug to where you don't have to recharge it, but yeah. the technology is just not, it's not there yet, right? It would be if we it didn't tried have a, 20 uh, years ago and not like today. These don't have a battery cell? They, they just, do. They... No, it's it says the electricity from the panels goes directly to the drive battery. Oh, so the okay. Prius can charge while moving or when parked. They figure out a way to just like... But it's not charging enough each yeah, day. It's only 35 out. miles a day they're charging. Oh, so okay. they need to just mm. kind of get that <clears throat> higher. But still, um, you know, it's cool that they're trying. Um uh, Look at this. The biggest Starbucks in the world is opening in <laughs> Chicago in November, guys. That's like, Look at that. It's called Starbucks gross. Reserve Roastery <laughs> Chicago. What Roastery. is that? They Why probably have like exist? a whole retail level. Right? It looks like a Hilton hotel or something Mugs with like a – or a brewery, just like a totally crazy looking um, – Yeah, bats bunch. on the front. Yeah. So it has a, uh, you know, in addition to its usual menu, it says it will offer on-site roasting of coffee beans, mm. interactive tours, and... They should have to house homeless people in there. <laughs> I know, right? What the well, fuck is that? Well, it's a Starbucks. They, there's always going to be, you know, homeless people <laughs> hanging out. That'll be the nicest home out, a homeless sort of hangout <laughs> yeah. ever. There's lots the of other products yeah. than just coffee. There, the other day I had, um, I don't know, they weren't Starbucks brand, but they were chocolate-covered coffee beans. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, bad. They're pretty good. good. I've seen those in ice cream and shit. Yeah, I've never just had them like, like just bag to of eat. Them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they probably sell a bunch of shit like that there. Like everything Starbucks has God, ever. Damn it! How'd this dog get back in here? Jesus oh, Christ, Charles. <sighs> All right, uh, sports minute this week. Did you hear about this with Antonio Brown accused of rape by his trainer? Yeah. A yeah. former trainer has accused him of uh, sexual assault. Filed a lawsuit. Her name is Brittany Taylor. Um, he's denying the allegations. Uh, he's saying that it was a consensual relationship. Patriots said that the NFL will told it would launch an investigation and that the team would have no comment while it takes place. Uh, she's a former gymnast. She's a tr- former NFL trainer, and she said that she met Brown through a fellowship of Christian Athletes Group at Central Michigan University and that Brown contacted her on Facebook asked her for help in improving his strength and flexibility. She charges that Brown sexually assaulted her on separate training trips to Pittsburgh and Florida that same month. She says she cut off ties with him after that, agreed to work with him again after he apologized. She contends that he that he then raped her in May 2018 at his home in Miami, even though she shouted no and stop. Brown's attorney claims the sex was consensual and that the player believes the lawsuit is, quote, a money grab. What's interesting about this... What do you think with those details? I think one detail that's not in there is that he... This is a civil lawsuit and not a criminal lawsuit. Right. So it's just for money. There's no there's no uh, jail time associated with this. So, so that's why he's saying the thing about the cash grab. So, I know. I'm, I'm not neither judge nor jury. Uh, she uh, could totally be telling the truth. But yes, this is a money grab. It's, uh, but it's definitely... She, he could, she could be telling the truth for sure. But yeah, it's it's, sus- it's, I just it's find it interesting that there's no criminal charges there. It's just civil. Yeah, yeah. it says right here that, you know, they, he did something and then 
she went back and you know yeah after so he apologized supposedly he apologized i don't know oh yeah she, <laughs> well yeah it's, either way actually, there's three there's three times that she's counting out three instances either way as a raider fan he's a douchebag the raiders oh the raiders were were chanting uh F-A-B. you don't want that guy around man what do you what do you think, Carmen? No, he's a after douche. hearing yes, that, yes, let's hear. Well, it's probably something like that happened, and maybe she wasn't going to do anything about it. But then he probably did something else to piss her off, and she said, "Fine, I'm going to fucking yeah. press charges yeah. on this." Then. Right. And uh, yeah, we're, you don't need to. I'm not going to make you go to jail for it or try and be uh, maybe that's right. But angle. she just wants but to do it just to, it, yeah, because you know? he probably drag him through the mud a bit. Probably. Well, I mean, he probably did do those things, and she was going to let it go. I mean, that's how it kind of comes off, right? Yeah. Like maybe she was. Why did she decide to do that? I don't right. know. Right. And that's how the credibility gets squashed is because it's like, well, why didn't, if that was really an issue then and you got raped that night, why wouldn't you report it as a rape that night and like pursue it as a, a legal thing instead of just being like, oh, well, I forgive you and it's right. okay, you know. There's all kinds of reasons. Lot, yeah. I think it takes a while to process something like that. You wouldn't just wake up the next morning and call the police, especially if it's somebody yeah. you'd been in a relationship with. You know, there could be some different right. circumstances there. Sure, sure, yeah, I don't know. It sounds like they just met, though. It sounds like they just met on face through Facebook. Uh, they didn't really... It says, ask her for help on sounds improving like a lot his strength of these and flexibility. Type of things, you know, I don't these know. famous people have their way with, with people because they just think that's what they could do, or they, that's what they normally do with other people that are yeah. nobodies, you know, and they do it to the wrong person Okay, has a problem with it. Well, we'll leave it to the courts, and they'll figure that out. Uh, but yeah, it's, we don't have to solve. That no, case. yeah, but it's good to talk about it and bring it up, and you know, it's it's happening right now. So, um, also in sports, did you hear about this? About uh, NCAA athletes here in California, there is a new law that passed yesterday. On well, by the time you guys are hearing this, it was one Wednesday this week that would allow college athletes in California to sign endorsement deals and have agents approving it without a dissenting vote. Uh, So they haven't said whether he's going to actually sign this measure, but the NCAA is urging him not to, warning that if he does, California colleges and universities would eventually be banned from NCAA competitions because they would have, quote, an unfair recruiting advantage, end quote. What do you think about this? I think it's great. I think this moves the needle a little bit towards more legislation and NCAA having to give up some boundaries as far as owning the rights to athletes uh, image and their sales of their numbers and their their right. image on uh, video games. The NCAA um, just cashes in on these kids without giving them a single cut of any of that there's stuff. There's a huge good. discussion to be had about what the money that schools make off of sports to, right. and how you divvy it up for students. But there's no conversation to be had as far as a student who's popular making money off of himself especially on the side yeah like american it's just why can't i get a nike deal for being a good player yeah and somebody wants to sponsor me zion i'm zion was on tv more than any nba player last year he should have made at least 10 million last year and and the nc2a did instead it's ridiculous so yep there you go they should just uh have salary caps like they do in the nba and stuff you know yeah just don't let certain Colleges with more money spend more money, you know. It's the, a it's a fourteen billion dollar industry. NC two A. It's fourteen billion dollars a year, and the athletes don't make any money. It's ridiculous. Supposedly, and LeBron James deals from there uh, is supporting of the bill. Uh, it's oh, endorsed yeah. by LeBron James. This bill that we're yeah. talking about, the one that got passed in California. He was tweeting out. He's tweeting about it, like everybody go go vote for this. You gotta you gotta pass this. Well, yeah. So it passed. Um, so, so now the now this just begins a bigger conversation because. This is open to the California schools, and they're part of the bigger thing, which is the NC2A and the Pac-12, which isn't all California schools. There's going to have to be a bigger discussion about how these athletes get paid right. and how you guys treat the money that they're, that they're bringing in. It's a beautiful thing. But that's cool. You know, it's a good conversation yeah. to have, and uh, those kids deserve it. Long overdue. As an ex-NC2 athlete, when you look at that little green slip before you go play it's and you sign away the rights to your personal, like to your name and your likeness, it's crushing. It's yeah. the only way you get to play. Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way. All right. Well, moving on to Conspiracy Corner this week. Uh, majority trusts law enforcement to use fake facial recognition technology responsibly. That's the headline. The growth of facial recognition technology has led to concerns about privacy, civil liberties, 
as well as its accuracy. So they did a survey uh, asking people, "What would are you cool with that facial recognition kind of stuff? And do you trust that it will be used responsibly? No way. A Pew Research Center poll said, and so 56% of Americans, though, wasn't by like a huge majority, trust them to use facial recognition responsibly. The same wasn't true, however, for tech companies and advertisers. They're talking about law enforcement here. Uh, the, the 56, 56% say they trust law enforcement to do the right thing, but they don't trust that tech companies and advertisers like Facebook will do the right thing with your facial recognition. Like, for example, Snapchat if you had to use yeah, stuff like that or, or, um, yeah, or whatever, I don't know. Some of the other stuff, I'm not fucking too hip with that shit. But uh, hey, Charlie, relax. Yeah, I mean, there's apps that change the apps your face that do that kind of stuff, know, right? And you're filming your face, and they're manipulating yeah. it to look like a right. fucking zebra or some shit, yeah. right? Yeah, and that's all part of that facial recognition technology. So but it's like you got to wonder what they're doing. Somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah, they like are. You slap your face on something, some video footage that matches the angles of your face, and. Well, that's All what we were saying. Wasn't it last week we were talking about that? Like, you could yeah. be framed for a crime. Like, yeah, look, if he was there. They could put your face on someone else's face, like from some kind of footage of you in a subway, and there's a bomber. You know, here's a guy putting a duffel bag down here, and then it blows up, right? And then they have the footage of the guy, and they've superimposed someone else's face they on there. To, but, like, for social media, too, the thing is they just want to advertise to you in any way possible. And if they can see you on a camera going in somewhere... They can send you ads right. to your phone, wherever you are. Like, you're recognized wherever you go, wherever there's cameras. I mean, in addition to the already, you're, they're tracking you on your yeah, phone. Yeah, it's like that shit in, in oh. like, it's I can't remember the movie. It was like Blade Runner or something where he's, like, walking through, and it's like mining, you know? they're looking at you, talking yeah. to you, advertising, like, hey, John, come get a drink, mm-hmm. you know? They're already doing come that. Come have like, your favorite drink. Yeah, you know, I go into the store, like, Rayleigh's or something, and it's like, don't forget to use your coupons or whatever and like how do you yeah here's all your ah. custom coupons for everything <laughs> that you buy right yeah, i'll disgusting. get messages from different apps saying hey we have deals at Rayleigh's." it's like a term how for advertising on the web where i can't remember it right now but stuff like pops up yeah the ads are like where of, you're at yeah. like it's location based you walk into the mall yep. you're walking by a store all of a sudden mm-hmm. oh 20 percent off coupon pops up on my f- yeah on the sidebar of my <laughs> phone you know use it to yeah. sell you stuff on like a website one. or something. So, real quick on com- Conspiracy Corner 2, I want to bring this up. I don't know if it's true. Just disclaimer. I'm just like kind of what I'm thinking about this. I'll let you know what's going on with this. The sixth vaping death linked uh, to um, apparently vaping has been confirmed in Kansas. A man has died from quickly progressing lung disease that's suspected to be linked to e-cigarette use. This is the sixth death in the past few months it has been linked to vaping. The man was described as being over 50 with a history of health problems, so it wasn't like some young 18-year-old kid or anything like that. But there have been at least 450 similar illnesses connected to vaping in 33 states, according to CDC. No device or cause has been identified that's causing the illness, but many have linked it to an oil extract from vitamin E to vaping THC, the active ingredient marijuana, and to bootleg vaping products with dangerous contaminants. So, this has led to the recent government ban that happened yesterday, well, on Wednesday, that the federal government will act to ban flavors in e-cigarettes, making the unexpected announcement during this huge um, surge in these uh, outbreak of lung illnesses. So, they're saying that the FDA will develop guidelines to ban sales of all e-cigarette flavors except tobacco. So, if it's a tobacco-flavored <laughs> one, they'll allow it. But they're not going to allow like cotton candy and some of the other ones out Part there. Part of us because it's you know they're advertising directly to children when they make it flavors that kids are so appealed that, by. Right, kids. that latest death. So that's definitely was, true. That's what the original like the person who started the bill uh, was trying to get less advertising and use by teenagers. Yeah, critics are saying that it's the flavors that are to blame for the surge in e-cigarette use by teenagers. So are some of these deaths um, have been young people. Yeah, there's a some mix of them of have. Ages, yeah, yeah, it's like the it varies one in ages. Fifty-eight or something. I'm wondering if, you know, we never knew what the effects long term were going to be for this vaping. And I was thinking maybe it's like the first of these long term smokers from yeah, the, like that's starting true. to fall off, you know, and getting these like. And then some are saying that long long term tobacco smokers it could be. would get, you know. And then some are saying that it was because they're like bootleg shops that people are buying these from that like or small companies that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. 
that just have these uh, products that aren't put through and the same standards uh, uh, quality. Yeah. Yeah. Do these victims have previous asthma, lung conditions? Yeah, it would be we good to know, know all know? that. Like, yeah, it's just right. kind of a blanket media thing, like oh, vaping's bad. Be careful, and and it is, and you know you got to be careful in general. I think with anything that you smoke and put in your lungs. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. You got to wonder if it's, you know, heavy lobbying on the tobacco industry's part as well. That's kind of blowing this stuff up and getting stuff passed that they wanted to happen anyway. It's a big hit to the vaping industry and tobacco. This, this guy been... looks like he was vaping way too much. <laughs> yeah. Look at this car. photo of this Tesla driver <laughs> sleeping while using autopilot on the highway. He actually filmed a video. This is a, uh, <laughs> look at his wife's asleep too. Like, look at, oh, I, I, I imagine can't believe his, that. I mean, that's God. his wife's sleeping but. in the passenger seat and he's sleeping head down, like almost in his fucking heads in his I crotch. They don't have kids. And yeah. Jesus. So <laughs> they had a Tesla. It happened, um, on a Massachusetts highway, uh, on September 8th. I think that was on Sunday. So yeah. Anyway, crazy, right? <laughs> fucking crazy well, wake shit you going up on. And you, get, you have arrived at your destination. <laughs> wake you up. Uh, oh, this is weird. Look at using mouthwash after working out can raise your blood pressure. So apparently there's something in mouthwash. That's insane. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, they did this uh, research. It was published in the Free Radical Biology Medicine led by researchers at the University of Plymouth in England detailed how using mouthwash after working out can prevent your body from reaching and staying in a low blood pressure range for a period of time after exercising. Apparently, so they did this thing, they exercised, they were on the treadmill, two 30-minute sessions. After working out, participants were monitored for two hours. During that time, they were asked to take swigs of an antibacterial mouthwash or a mouthwash resembling a placebo. By the end of the study, researchers found that those who used the mouthwash had higher blood pressure rates than those who used the placebo. So, isn't that kind of crazy? They're saying that the, it's apparently this nitrite synthesis by oral bacteria, and apparently, like, how our bodies react to exercise over the first period of recovery, it promotes lower br- uh, blood pressure and greater uh, muscle oxygenation. That so. is insane. I'd probably put mouthwash... I use use mouthwash probably after every time I've worked out. That's crazy. Really? Yeah. Well, be careful. It can raise your blood pressure. <laughs> May I so. ask why? Well, because you Do take you a shower, then you brush your teeth. Oh, and okay. It's just like that's just the natural. It's just part progression. of the process, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. I get it. Well, be careful. That's crazy. <laughs> so don't do that. Uh, yeah. Or just be aware. No, I don't know if you're coming out the gym and you just got <laughs> to like spray some. <laughs> you just got to get some mouthwash. Uh, let me get some dentine real quick. Uh, <laughs> a Listerine yeah. bottle. Just got some shots. Let me get this dentine in me. No. Hey, I got to head out, actually. Okay, no problem, Carmen. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for coming by this week. I filled my camel back with Listerine. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you want a, one of these sandwiches? Uh, no, that's okay. I think I she made you one. Take it home? Sandwiches. Yeah. You didn't bring me a sandwich. All right, see ya. Um, All right, so Chef launches late night meal delivery service for exotic dancers. Have you heard about this? Late night meal delivery service for. It's called Meals for Heels, and it caters specifically to strippers and dominatrixes. So this lady, she's she's a stripper herself. And she said that she's so sick of eating Taco Bell and shitty food late at night when they get off work at like 3 or 4 in the morning. And they want better options for healthier food. Denny's. Well, I don't know. You want Denny's for a healthy food option? I don't know. Uh, So she's delivering food to her friends and the club and other dancers. And it's starting to become a viral viral thing on the internet. Awesome. Yeah. Meals for heels. Dude, isn't this? I thought this was crazy. So this guy, John Hinckley Jr., he tried to assassinate Reagan back in 81. He's out on, like, well, he's going to be, like, wants to get out. He's uh, he's going to be allowed to be moved from Virginia to California, and he wants to supposedly get a job in the music industry. <laughs> and he's 64 years old. There's a picture of him now, like, leaving Subway. And there's a picture of him when he tried to assassinate the president. So... He was found guilty, reason of insanity, been through a lot of shit. Just what do you guys think of something like that when someone supposedly has served their time for over 30, 40 years and wants to just kind of like get back into society? Do you think he should have a chance or do you think it's like, nah, man, you tried to kill one of the presidents. Don't, you know, hey, get out of here, Charlie. Uh, You shouldn't be able to get back into society. What do you guys think? 
I think that's the opposite of what America's about. Well, so you tell got, people that once you've done served your time, you know. But at the same time, if I'm working at the office, I'm not trying to share the cubicle, bro. Not with that guy. Wait, I he was found not guilty. Why? Yeah, he said he was found not guilty by reason of insanity. He, he lived at a psychiatric hospital for decades, so he's been out living with his mother since 2016. Doctors say his mental illness has been in full and stable remission for decades, so that he's not even uh, mentally not, ill anymore. Not crazy anymore. Well, charge him for the crime then now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not insane anymore? Then you could uh, pay for your crime. I think that's double jeopardy, deal. right? I don't think you can do that. You can't yeah, right? be tried you're twice crazy, for the you're same crazy. crime. Well, but you can't be tried twice for the same crime yeah but i don't you know. think you should just slide in and get a music industry job with no yeah that people. was kind of my point i don't think so either and it's you know i don't know it's Maybe unfortunate but you know hey you know i don't think you should be you know doing that well guys there's apparently nationwide shortages of white claw hard seltzer it's true and millennials are pissed uh they've apparently vented on twitter and uh, <laughs> people saying, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Please tell me you have someone working on this. And White Claw actually tweeted back saying, we have the best team in the business working on this. And this some, right here. Yeah, another person tweeted, quote, if you're having a Popeye's chicken sandwich with a White Claw this weekend, you have won the lottery. White Claw released a statement saying, we are working around the clock to increase supply, giving the rapid growth in consumer demand. That's luxury awesome. shit right now. Someone's just White Claw and uh, <laughs> Popeye's, Popeye's got a sandwich. horde of Popeye's chicken sandwiches, and they're just uh, sitting it, in their luxury. Yacht. And other food, mo- food news, look at this. Uh, Taco Bell is launching their vegetarian menu. It's uh, approved by the American Vegetarian Association. It's the first time in a, a fast food restaurant has had an official uh, American vegetarian, uh, vegetarian Association endorsement for fast food restaurant. Well, now that stripper don't got to do what she's doing. <laughs> I know, right? She can get vegetarian shit from Taco Bell, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On DoorDash. There you go. Well, that's it for us this week. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace out. Thank you. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.